Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today, as I record this episode, and my tabby cat looks at me, hi, Alfie the Destroyer, we are going to take you down a little story from my past, and we're going to teach you a little something about why it's so important to know what a plant is before you just pick it up or sniff it. So today, open up your big book of stuff and I want you to turn to the section on, I guess, edible plants versus non-edible plants. Because today, we're gonna talk about a tale of two sumacs. Are you ready? Let's get started. So as we begin this episode, let me take you back, back several years, back to when my husband was pressing his suit. I don't mean when he was ironing a suit of clothing. I mean, when he was courting me, when we were dating, and he decided to be incredibly romantic. This was also when I was just learning how to forage and identify plants in the wild. And he also was doing so as well. Now, he knew enough to know there are different kinds of sumac, and he recognized the clusters of berries. So, being young and in love, he decided to cut off a few, you know, bunches of blossoms for me so that I could appreciate the beautiful sumac. And he gave it to me in a bouquet. And I was so touched. It was just so romantic. And I just gathered those green leaves and those little branches and I just took a big sniff. And I just was so happy. Of course, my allergies had been bothering me that day, so I I figured that, you know, since hay fever was out, it wasn't a big deal, that it had nothing to do with what he had done. But oh, how wrong I was. You see, the beautiful sumac that he had actually cut me was Toxicodendron vernix, or you might know it better as Swamp Sumac. And if you really know it better, like you're on like really good terms, then you probably know it best as Poison Sumac. That's right, he got me a beautiful bouquet of Poison Sumac. And we can look back on it and laugh now, but the suffering, oh, the suffering, as they say from uh, the movie Hellraiser, the suffering, my eyes were not the same within the next six hours. Add to that, I wound up spending the evening over at a friend's home who had multiple dogs, and I have deathly dog allergies if they're in in enclosed spaces. So mixing that with this bundle of poison sumac flowers 
that I was carrying around close to me and he was so proud and I was so touched so I kept it like close to me for hours. That turned into an interesting and almost deadly combination. had bought, you know, cut and given me was a different kind of sumac. But we didn't know how to identify staghorn sumac or the other lovely plants around here that had clusters of flowers. He was aware that sumac could be used to make pink lemonade. But it's not this sumac. It's a different sumac. What he thought he had actually gotten me, he thought it was Restifina. But it wasn't, and because of that mistake, a catastrophic chain of allergic reactions occurred. Now we know how very different that sumac actually is. Now, what happened? I'll tell you. By the time the morning came, my asthma had flared up so horribly I could barely breathe. I was, as physicians will tell you often, uh, a term used to refer to asthmatics in full wheeze, very musical. My lungs sounded like harmonicas with bellows. It was terrible. Then I had to literally pull my eyelids open with great but delicate force, trying to see. They had sealed shut because of all of the secretions from my allergy as my body was desperately trying to fight off the, the dog dander as well as the sumac. Then after that, it was terrible. Once I gotten my eyes open, the, the whites of my eyes were blood red. It was terrible. It was beyond bloodshot. It, they were so red you would think I would, had been hidden or hit or struck or that I had hidden um, the whites on purpose with red dye. Now, what we did when we left this person's home, we attempted to go to a pharmacy. Unfortunately, on that day, the pharmacy didn't have what we needed, and the pharmacy that was in the chain of that one couldn't call and appropriately transfer my prescriptions up here. Over-the-counters weren't doing it. So we found ourselves in the position having to cut our short, cut short our trip and get back home as quickly as possible. On the way, we stopped by someone else's home who was on route. And that person was an herbalist. And this is another reason why it is important for me to always let you know I'm not a certified herbalist because it's important to know who to go to. In that situation, when she saw my state, she immediately went out, picked up some Eyebrite, made um, a, a, I want to say a packet, a packet, or as you might call it, a poultice, got it wet, made sure it got nice and damp until the water was gelatinous or you had a mucilage, and then she put that 
on my eyes to bring the swelling down. She gave me uh, a concoction of teas that she had for better breathing in respiratory emergency situations. And then she placed a jasper on my chest to help with the fluid and the emotional distress that I was in. And the jasper is extra, I know, but I wanted you to know. Once I had gone under all of these treatment for, treatments for about an hour, my eyes were clearer, I was breathing a lot better, and I was able to make it home with relatively little distress to get to my regular allopathic medical aids. I will point out that she did let us both know that the sumac I had was poison sumac and not staghorn, and she was absolutely appalled and horrified. Of course, after this, now I had to start really, really downloading and reading as much as possible so that a mistake like this couldn't happen again. I learned how to identify the different sumacs, and I got a chance to taste the, the pink lemonade from the staggering sumac. I learned so much that summer because I had almost died, and I really understood how important it is to not only respect nature, but to learn more about the world we live in. And that was kind of the first step on not just living in the world, but with it for me. And I want to thank you, Nishtuano Tene. I really appreciate it that you didn't let me die from poison sumac. And if you're looking for staghorn sumac, I guess it would be a good time to tell you some of the ways to know the difference. So because I always believe in letting you know that it's more important that you know what a plant looks like than I tell you over the, the radio, I still want to emphasize that I can give you a few ways to help you identify it. Number one, the poison sumac is going to have yellowish green or white flowers and clusters, which differentiates it from the red sumac, which has red fuzzy berries. And the clusters on the poison sumac are falling downward. The leaves are like a regular leaf you would see in foliage that you associate mostly with North America. But the staghorn sumac actually points upward. The berries are in clusters and they go upward. I think they're actually more along the line of droops, but we'll, we'll talk about that another day. But yeah, they point upwards and the leaves don't even look like they should be here. They almost look tropical. So when you're looking at the depictions from drawings and from photographs, you'll be able to tell the difference. And once you see the difference in the two, you'll say to yourself, what happened? How could you not tell the difference? And this is why it's important to learn things not just by their common names, but by their Latin names. And also to have a, a, an experienced person teach you what things are so you don't hurt yourself. After all, if we had actually not caught everything in time and I had passed away, 
you know, my husband would be stag looking for the stag horn at this point in life. Okay, that was kind of a joke, but it wasn't that bad, right? I had to slide one in on you. So, it's a funny story, but a scary story. It's a teaching story. It's an experiential story, but it is a true story. And it's a story I wanted to share with my friends and friends, right? Because I have found people trying to identify things online recently, and they're going by common names and not Latin names. And they're abbreviating those names and people can get hurt. You can really harm yourself or others by not understanding what it is you're looking to find, what you've found, what you've gathered, what's growing up around you. The worst thing I can think of doing would be to harm my loved ones because I didn't do my due diligence to find out if what I had gathered and prepared for them was safe. And that's one of the things that I hope this story teaches and shares with you. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you here next time on my magical cottage core life.